This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. All right. Today we're going to be talking about First Blood, otherwise known as Rambo One. I'm gonna I'm gonna Stallone kick here on my picks. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize it until I did the voice. It sounds familiar. Yes, so Rambo won, but before we get into our list, uh, we have a little format change here, hopefully to hopefully to reduce the size of our episodes. Because um, people want to hear less of us, I know. <laughs> I want to hear less of us. <laughs> I was listening to us on the way home today, and I was like, eesh. Um, so instead of doing a top five worst and a top five best, we're just going to do our top seven moments. You know, We like the number seven for some reason. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be good or bad or whatever you want to talk about. But we'll list, limit it to seven moments for this, and then we'll do our crossover as five. Hopefully so, that'll speed things up. So just to uh, dig into this a little bit more. Um, so seven of our moments that we felt the most strongly about, I guess, is the best way to put it. So in, you know, it could be seven bad moments. It could be seven good moments. Uh, but it'll most likely be a mix here as we go forward. Yeah. Tom yeah and just. And also just, you know, we said it was going long, but also you can tell we were nitpicking at stuff we really didn't want to say, but we just had to fill out our list. So hopefully this gets us more on topic on stuff we actually want to talk about. Moron. We'll see. And uh, if you guys have it, like it or don't like it, let us know. Um, yeah. So, Alex, since this is your topic, lead us away. What's the seventh thing about First Blood that you would like to discuss? Uh, number seven. Well, this movie already starts out depressing. You get the slow, the slow walk. Uh, when this, when was this movie made? In what seventies, right? I know. I didn't even do that at the very beginning, at the top of the show. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, but anyways, sounds like a job for the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up right now. First come, blood. Eighty-two. Walk. Eighty-two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Not eighty-two. <laughs> uh, directed by Ted Kotcheff. Uh, writers, Dave Morrell, who's the, the novel, based off a novel, Michael Cozell, and I think Stallone's in there somewhere. William Second. Oh, instant, a uh, little bit of trivia here. The the writer, what was his name again? Uh, well, there's three of them. Michael Cozell, William Sackheim, or the, the oh, author the, is David yeah, Morrell. Yeah, David Morrell. When he was writing, when he was uh, selling the rights for the movie rights and stuff, one of his friends, or I think it was maybe uh, his agent that was guiding him through the process, and he's like, oh, and "This minor spoilers if you wanted to read the book, but he's like, okay, put it, put in a clause in there about uh, the sequels. And the, the writer's like, what? And Dave's like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, just put in the thing about the sequels. He's like, no, it, he Ra- John Rambo dies at the end of the book. How can there be any sequels? Well, he pestered him enough that he said, fine, all right, I'll put in a thing for the sequels. And he still made a mint. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I learned yeah. that in the special edition that I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> so 
kids, if you're writing over, if you're selling your rights to movie rights to your book, make sure to put in a little clause for the sequels and uh, merchandising. Yes. The Steven Spielberg way, always have a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Always ask for the spring rolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Uh, Rambo, John Rambo, comes into town. He's looking for some of his buddies and stuff. He's kind of a, a drifter vagabond right now. Um, and uh, he goes to his old friend's house only to find out that he died, unfortunately, of cancer. And I don't think they outright say it, right? That it was like the Agent Orange that they were spraying? She says that. It's like yeah. the orange over there. <laughs> yeah. So, Nam has taken more victims, more of his friends. And this is... I think this this right here takes him almost to like the tipping point where he's about to boil over and stuff. You can't really tell because of the, he, Stallone has a very good expressionless like dead eyes throughout this whole movie. And uh, I don't know in real life, nah, he was pretty charismatic. Anyways, and uh, yeah, I thought that was a pretty very sad scene that sets up the whole movie perfectly. Okay. Um. My, I have similar to my number seven, actually, but not quite the same thing as you. Okay, but, well, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I'll go, sec- I'll go third because they got right. second last week. Scott, go second. All right. All right, so my number seven is the sequels. So as Alex <laughs> pointed out with the, with the trivia, uh, it spawned a bunch of shitty sequels. Wait, uh, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. Let's not say things we're not com- – we can't get take back. Completely missing the point of the first movie altogether. Well, that's true. <laughs> Although I mean, uh, the first movie is still an action movie, but the the tone and characterization is way off. And really, in the first movie, he he only technically kills one guy, right? He doesn't kill anybody. Well, I mean, he, he, I mean, he's, like he, technically, he's responsible for the guy that falls out of the helicopter. He yeah. took a seatbelt off. That guy's more. It's more that guy's fault than Rambo. But, yeah. Like, yes. Only one yeah. guy. What I'm saying is, only one guy dies. Yeah, like sure. In in pursuit of John Rambo. Yeah, but and then, and, a lot of And then by get the third movie, up. he's he's fighting the entire Russian army, <laughs> like in the middle, in the open. Like he's not even doing guerrilla warfare at that point. But uh, isn't yeah. there at one point he just grabs a handful of bullets and throws them at a bunch of guys and they all yes. die? Yes, at one point too, he's also out of ammo and he just grabs a chicken and fires his bow and hits yep. a guy right in the heart. It's pretty his rad. Sequels get <laughs> really ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and there was the cartoon also, which is not a sequel, but still yeah, terrible. And let's <laughs> just forget about the NES video game because that thing with, was a pile of dog shit. Rambo, Rambo gets uh, a bunch of kids following him around, and they go on adventures around. The, I, I don't even remember what the hell it was about. <laughs> so it was terrible. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, sequels—they're completely missed the point. Uh, the the last one actually almost comes around again. Almost, it's still fucking ridiculous. And the, yes. but the message is on point from the movies in the eighties or the action ones in the eighties. <laughs> Damn right. If the point is hippie bullshit, stupid, and you got to kill everybody to win. <laughs> yeah, it's on point. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, so, so number seven, the sequels and the cartoon. Uh, I'm gonna agree and disagree with you. I agree they they missed the point, but I think only the third one's a turd. I think the other three are good. Like, the second one does not yeah, it doesn't it's missing the point, but it's still a good action movie. I, I haven't seen it in fifteen years, so maybe it doesn't hold up, but Maybe that'll be my next pick. 
um, and I definitely like the latest one, Rambo. Um, the the second one, one has a love interest. That's all you need to know. Okay, I don't even remember that. Although so maybe it's a rewatch. Technically, the the last one also has one sort of. Not but, really, mm-hmm. but nah, yeah. Nah. Um, all right. Um, so my number seven would be at the, the acting at the beginning when the, he meets the lady when he's try, the he's trying to find his friend, his uh, old partner or whatever. He, I didn't believe how happy and joyful he is there in those scenes to the next minute, like just refusing to talk to Brian Dennehy and, you know, shutting down and being that cold vet. Like, I understand that he just got some bad news there. I just, it, ah, something there just didn't sit right with me. He was so, Oh, I heard you. And then he finds out, and I know he's upset, but he went from that to, not talking to the, the cop, and I know he's getting you know he's getting a bad time and everything, but just something there. It just when I remember it, that's what it sticks out is something as, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's my number seven, Alex. Number six. My number six is just after he gets arrested. Uh, that was just awful. What do you mean? First, like the whole the whole hose down scene was ugh. It just gave me the creeps. He might have he might have stunk. He probably did stink. <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing gave like a uh, a what you call it a deliverance vibe a little bit. Of course, it didn't go that far, but it was like mm, something's ugh. It's just not sitting right with me. Turn my stomach a bit. All right. It's kind of like Farva getting the shower scene in uh, Super Troopers. <laughs> that was just hilarious. <laughs> it's powdered sugar. Oh, so to a fat guy, it's funny, but to a, a war vet, it's not funny. Oh, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Scott, number six. All right. Number six. Uh, how, how just utterly and completely the, the cops are assholes in this movie. <laughs> Uh, you know, nothing new here, but they're not only the assholes, but they're all wildly incompetent. Uh, I'll talk more about Brian Denny later, his character, but, uh, yeah, they're just all terrible. Um, but so that's the bad part. The good part is, is they're like, they, they serve as suitable villains, I guess, cause they're all such assholes. <laughs> they're all such unlikable assholes that kind of works mm-hmm. except for baby David Crusoe. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that his name was in the credits, and I'm like, okay, obviously it's the red-haired guy, but he did not look anything like, you know, sunglass-wielding guy that we know. But... Well, he was probably still trying to act way back then. <laughs> yeah. He gave a shit. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's my number six. Kind of a good and a bad one there. All right. Um, my number six is the... Uh... I, I I'm trying to I can't that. the what do you call the, the the reserve corps like how stupid and like that one scene where he's in the cave and it just turns into a comedy for like five minutes. Yeah, this is my number four. <laughs> it's so bad. Like it is. It, it's the most out of place scene in the entire movie. It's kind of like it reminds me of uh, when the SWAT team goes in on Die Hard and they're yeah. like, oh, and they go through the rose bush and they go, ow, ooh. Yeah, it it stands out as bad as that scene does too. Like, what the hell? This is a serious action movie, and a guy's getting 
pricked by thorns and he's reacting. And this is, I don't want to go in there. You go in there. But at least these guys were um, army reserved. Yeah. You know, they weekend warrior type of pinheads. I guess the state, the state guard. I I don't, yeah, I don't don't know what to call them. You're right. Yeah. It's local militia, essentially, that never do anything except, you know, on the, on the Simpsons when Homer went into the naval reserves. It's yeah. like you do two weeks of training, and then the rest of the time you're just drunk off your ass. <laughs> All right, the guy even has a line like, oh, "I got to be at the drugstore by six or something. Yeah. So yeah, it just stood out as being bad for me. Ugh. I like those guys; they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they did something good. Nope. Well, they, 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 they would have had they would have had Rambo, except you know, he's a badass and he just found his way out of that cave. So cool. Yeah. Uh, and then they're posing in front of the cave and everything. I was like, yeah. Idiots. Idiots, yeah. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is every once in a while, they did this very effectively in the film, was the torture flashbacks. They wouldn't show a lot, but they would, you know, flash whenever he, like when he finally flipped out when they were going to shave him and he saw the glint of the razor. And that made him snap. Ooh. Ooh. So creepy. Yeah. And they're throwing the, the shit on him. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. That was rough. Yeah. Not a thing. See, that's why, that's why my number four is a reservist, to kind of lighten up my list, because uh, <laughs> first half of this list is heavy. This whole movie's really heavy. I like it. Yeah, I'll just say right now, I... I... This was never one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid, but he kind of felt like he had to like it. <laughs> like Rambo and Commando, and I, I, I really, I watched it twice since we said this. I really enjoyed it. Um, maybe that's giving away a little something later on, but um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number five. All right, uh, number five is kind of a dumb thing, but uh, as a kid, um, it was the best thing about Rambo. Uh, even even if I hadn't seen any of the movies, there's still like the action figure shit out there. The Rambo knife, <laughs> ah, the survival mm. knife he's got in there is fucking rad. <laughs> it's got the serrated edge. Uh, you know, as a kid, you just think, oh, that's that's even awesomer. It's got the serrated edge, but you actually use that to like <laughs> to cut wood and stuff like that, or things that that the other side of the knife can't get. So it actually has like a practical use. But for movie purposes, it just looks awesome. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, short and sweet. The the knife. I don't, I I don't know if there's a specific specific name for that knife. Uh, it's usually just a K bar. K bar. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, awesome. they come they come in many different models and stuff. But I think each Rambo movie has its own licensed yeah. like K bar that you could buy. Yeah, it was it was like uh, it was like Aston Martin's and James Bond, and this just has a combat knife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was saying that they designed it specifically for this movie. I mean, at least this specific one. Um, they, they had a, a weapons specialist, and they made it. And I guess the Stallone was saying there was a lot more. I mean, he pulls out the compass and he pulls out the the sewing kit, but I guess there was a lot of other stuff in there too that he never got. Yeah. There's like a bat belt, utility belt, <laughs> all the stuff <laughs> he was pulling out of there. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my number five is. Um, the well, it's a combination of that the chase scene when he's on the motorcycle and the cop car is chasing him. All of a sudden, he's doing jumps and tricks and stuff, which 
Okay. Is the earlier stages of parkour. <laughs> yeah. But then, the, it was cool, but not cool. Once he got out into the terrain, he would have ditched that cop car way behind him. But when the cop car went, Denny, he does flip over. And <laughs> he gets away. And then just for some reason, he flips his bike. It was the most, it was the worst stunt I've ever seen. Where he's like, oh, I'm trying to go up this hill. Oh, no, I flipped my bike and I'm not going to pick it up. I'm just going to run now. So, didn't like that. He panicked. Yeah, I mean, it happened instantly afterwards. It was the obvious, like, I'm going to go up this hill and I'm going to gun it and pull back a little bit so it flips over. And he doesn't even, (laughs) and he doesn't even, like, try to get back on it and go. But, eh, that's it. That's number five. Alex, number four. My number four was the Army Reservists. So, Scott, you're number four. All right. My number four is, uh, just the the big forest scene, uh, just the way he <laughs> traps those guys. And oh, gets, come on, man! Uh, what? Is that your number one? No. Oh, that's my number one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's so <laughs> badass. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. And then he gets up to Dennehy and tells Dennehy, "Bye." He. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and, then, and then splits. So so I can't remember. Is is that before or after? Colonel Trapman shows up. Um, um, shit, I can't remember either. The whole it's body after bodies. it's after because they once he jumps down into the tree, he has a night to himself, and they say we're going to get him in the morning, okay. and that's when uh, he shows up, I believe, <laughs> from remembering. Okay, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, he sets up traps and everything and even after uh, douchebag falls off the helicopter and David Caruso is like those or I don't think it was Caruso it was another guy who was like those green berets are badasses and then you really get to see what huge badass that he is Try everybody's like screaming for help and then he's like doesn't know where to look or go first isn't Caruso the one that got the, the, the spikes to the balls no, he just gets uh, stabbed in the in the thigh. Oh, okay. Well, one yeah. of those guys got that swinging yeah trap with all the spikes right yeah, in the groin. Yeah, he got the Conan uh, <laughs> treatment. Yeah. Remember in Conan when he hits the helmet and that thing comes around and yeah. stabs him? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Rambo stole it from Conan. True. But yeah, it was awesome. And then he saves Dennehy for last. Gives him a real close shave. <laughs> Tells him to just walk away. Nope. All right. Uh, the Scott? So that, was, that, that, was, that was my number four. Okay. Yeah. My number four is uh, the ending. I really liked it. Okay, um, that's my number one. <laughs> that's your number one? Okay. Uh, I just really just... As a kid, I didn't appreciate it, but I'm now watching it as an adult. It was really good. Just this, we as a, <laughs> a nation protect. We f this guy up, and like you said, he can in the army. He can control million dollar equipment and do all this stuff. And here he can't even like wash cars or whatever. I can't understand what he says half the time, but it was emotional. <laughs> it's and, emotional. Uh, uh, you know about the original ending, right? Yeah, we talked about it at the beginning. Oh, did you? <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, where Alex said, uh, where yeah, he asked him to kill him. You made me, you created me, now kill me. 
No, it actually in the original it actually happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just asking. Yeah. Well, no, he. They, well, I, I saw the deleted scenes where they actually filmed it. Right? He says that he asks them to kill him. He won't do it, so then he pulls the trigger himself. Okay. Yeah. At least that was the deleted scene. Um, Damn. Well, this is you guys got my number one and two here. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, it's a great ending. It's a great ending for right. I think, like Scott mentioned earlier, the sequels kind of. Oh, they missed the point, but they changed the point. And so when you think about Rambo, you don't... Wait wait a minute, war is good. Yeah, you don't think about what this, you know, it really was a a good story, not just Commando. Unfortunately, as much as I love Commando, there's not much story there. (laughs) Or this one there is. Um, So yeah, my number four. Uh, Alex, number three. My number three is when he uh, has to let go of the ledge and he falls through all those trees. We touched upon it earlier. And then he's got that big gash on his arm, and he has to sew himself back up. So cool. Even as a kid, I was a little bit grossed up, but when I saw it, I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the jumping off the cliff through the trees, it's my number one moment, and it's the thing I've always stuck to me in my mind. Like, I always remember that. I forgot most of this movie, but that one just... Because I remember, like, watching it with my dad or my mom or whatever. I'm like, he can't jump off a cliff and live. Like, no, the tree would slow him down. It's possible. I'm like, oh, okay. And I learned something. <laughs> All right. And I thought, I guess I'm mixing Rambo's up, but isn't there a scene where he like his something on his lower body and he like, jams a hot poker in it or something? Yeah, that's three. Okay, that's three. All right. Yeah. I thought that was in this one, but yeah, him sewing up his arm. I mean, God. I guess of all things. Fucking third one. They're like cracking jokes as they're shooting people. <laughs> God, you, you know, Hot Shots is not really part of the trilogy, right? No, no, no. I was really talking about Rambo Three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Colonel. I can kill again. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Scott. Number or Alex? Number three. That four? was my number three. Oh. Where he sews himself back up. So Scott. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Number three. My number three is Brian Dennehy as the. I. One of the prototypical stupid chiefs only the twist here is that he's not rambo's chief he's just a chief that crosses rambo's path <laughs> but yeah he's just relentlessly assholeish throughout the entire movie um, even after <laughs> colonel troutman shows up with that admittedly dumb speech <laughs> admittedly it was awesome about he could eat things that would make a billy coat puke. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's rad but it's dumb but the uh, <laughs> The he says just one more thing. Oh, yeah, what's that? Make sure you have enough body bags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you do yeah, it. He, even after that, that that speech, Denny's like, "Fuck it, we're still going after him." Like, yeah. what? Really? He's only one man. <laughs> like up to that point, like they had, like he, they were the ones that that like Rambo says later about for, about first blood. Uh, they were the aggressors. Like he hadn't actually done anything to them other than I guess bust out of the jail, but which I guess makes him a fugitive. So it does make sense that they were chasing him initially. But the the whole thing of this criminal showing up, telling him that he was a fucking murder machine, a murder bot. Maybe maybe back off. <laughs> maybe listen to the to the the army in this one case. Yeah. Yeah. So on the. Uh, commentary or whatever, some of the special features. They're saying a subplot that was kind of taken out of the edit 
was that Dinahi's character is a war hero from the Korean War. Uh. And so he has this whole thing, but he wasn't or he wasn't a hero. He was a veteran of the Korean War, but he wasn't getting his accolades that Colonel and like that's why when he gets all mad when Caruso keeps saying he's a war hero and all that stuff, that's kind of it was gnawing at him a little bit, and that's really why he wanted to go after him. Okay. Um, but you can't get that from the movie because it's not really in there. But that, I guess, is a subplot. And if you look, there's one scene where he, he's at his desk and you see his little medals behind him. And so there's hints to it, but it has been taken out. But that was supposed to kind of be a thing where he was a little bit jealous, I guess, of, I don't know, a newer, younger soldier. <laughs> a better murderer. Yeah. All right, uh, my number three, as Scott already mentioned, it was the knife. That's the most iconic. Uh, yeah. That's uh, not a knife. Yeah, and I remember everyone. I remember my friends getting those for Christmas. <laughs> it was a gentler time in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now just throw it out at the tree, not at people. All right, All right let's okay. go outside. Knife fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never got one, but I remember my cousins and friends at school were getting them, and no, but it's, it's cool because it's got a compass in the bottom. So if I get lost, you know, yeah, <laughs> all right. comes in handy. But yeah, the knife. All right, Alex. Uh, my number two was the ending. Okay. Yep, already talking about that. And my number one, which is the hunting. The hunting. Scott. Oh, okay. All Scott, right. you're number two. My number two is uh, Stallone. Uh, so... Between all the mumbling <laughs> and some of the, the cheese lines, uh, this, is, this is definitely one of his better roles. Um, there is the intensity there. And this is before he got all shaved and oiled up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're a little realist, more realistic there. Um, and, you know, he looks the part. Like this, this kind of wounded, emotionally anyways, guy um, that goes apeshit. Uh, and 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 how he breaks down at the end, even though, like Jeff said, you can't understand what the fuck he's saying. Uh, but still, one of his one of his better moments. So I really like I actually like Stallone in this one. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, uh, I want to know what's more understandable: his scene, his dialogue at the end of this movie, or like when he's when uh, Mick dies in Rocky Three. <laughs> he starts talking like a tauntaun. <laughs> gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, But this came out after Rocky 3. He already made three Rocky movies before this. That's amazing. Jeez. Really? Rocky 3 was out before this? Yeah. Or he said, or well, in the commentary, he said he had just finished filming it. So I don't know. Okay. Maybe the release order was yeah. different. But because he said he was... Yeah, I, I don't his, remember his weight was down for this, even though he's ripped like crazy in this. So I, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um. All right, my number two. I just I think I kind of already touched on it. This is just better than I remembered as a moment, and I was I, I just I guess I guess I didn't like it. It wasn't Commando. I think it wasn't Rambo Two or whatever it was as a kid that I didn't like it. So when I had to go back and watch it, I was pleasantly surprised that I like. Like I said, I've watched it twice now, and I was watching the, his commentary and some of the special features and stuff. And it was a really good movie. I will definitely watch this again in the not too distant future. All right, Alex. So you said you're number one, but that was already mentioned, right? Yep. The the hunting in the woods, awesome. All right, uh, Scott. And then yeah, my number one was the ending. Uh, just okay. the 
the non atypical action movie ending there, where you know if this movie had been made two years later, he would have fucking murdered everybody and rode off from the sunset to some shitty <laughs> song about love, and then <laughs> and then the sequels. But instead, they had a much more realistic ending, um, and it actually goes back to characterization. How he was deeply broken man, and uh, you know he breaks down at the end, and I really like. Yeah, that. just looking for a hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just someone to treat him like a human being. Yeah. Which um, and that and that's the other cool part is, it takes the guy that that turned him into a killing machine to actually show him some humanity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, number one, my number one, the ending. All right. And uh, my number one, we already mentioned, are, is the tree jump. I just like so that stuck with me. I just thought that was really cool. Um, one other thing I got from this, this is a really good commentary. You guys should do it. Uh, listen to it if you can. Um, he he obviously didn't make the, the the high jump, but him falling through the tree branches is him. And they did it like five or six times. And on the seventh time, he actually broke his ribs and like ruptured his spleen or something like that. Oh, so. Jesus. The stunt work was worse damage than he actually got in the movie, where he just got a deep <laughs> cut on his arm. He's like he almost, yeah, he, he has kind of a track record for almost dying. He's like, he's, he's like on Jackie Chan levels of almost dying. Dude, like they were showing, uh, he was talking about how at the, when he's about to go over the cliff, like dude, he's like, uh, I don't think I should be up here. There's like moss here; it's super slippery. So they just tied a rope around his ankles. <laughs> he's like, oh, thanks. So I just turned into a giant pendulum, and I just, he's like, I turned into a bell. Yeah. And then there was the other scene where he he's in the gun store and he like throws all the bullets on the floor and needs a trail of gunpowder. And he goes, for some reason, I thought I should probably like just put some uh, flame retardant stuff on my face. It he shot it and the flame went right into his face. And if he didn't have that on there, he wouldn't have. In the slide that we know. So. Yeah, jeez. He almost died a few times hey, in this movie. You know, have Jackie fixed, Chan. Fixed his droopy lip? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, after that accident, boy, did my voice change. <laughs> you came out of the coma. I feel so yeah. refreshed. Um, All right, so that's it. So let's give it a rating, Alex. Hey, yeah. yeah, this is a solid six. I mean, when I was younger, like you said, it wasn't a commando, so this would have been like a four for me. But nowadays, as an adult, six. Awesome movie. Go watch it. All right. Scott? Uh, also a six. Uh, this this is the movie that, that made him a bona fide action star. And so we got the the good, the, the bad, the fucking terrible, and the... <laughs> So bad that it's funny, kind of because of this that, that leads all this movie. Uh, so, yeah, and 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 on top of that, it is uh, one of the most solid action movies of the eighties. So, so, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's up there. All right, um, I'm gonna give it. It's I'm gonna give it a five, but it's very close to a six. Like I said. It, because it doesn't hold a childhood place, you know, I didn't watch it like as a child, but I really liked it. I, I expected coming in here and giving it like a two or a three. So for a five, uh, I'm very happy with that score. I can't put it up there with other things I've given a six, like Tombstone and stuff like that. But 
Um, very good movie, rewatchable, and it may rise on my list as I've now added it to my video collection of movies and may watch it more and more. Okay. Uh, um, um, honorable mention to something that's terrible is the titles of the movies that make no fucking sense. So I don't remember. So the first movie is First oh, Blood. Okay. Yes. The second movie is called uh, Rambo. Yeah, Rambo First Blood Part 2. Yeah, Rambo yes. First Blood Part 2. Yeah, <laughs> makes no sense. And I think the third one is just Rambo 3. Yes, okay. that is correct. Yeah. And then <laughs> the first movie, fourth movie is just Rambo. Yes. Which makes it fucking confusing if you're trying to watch the first movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no, kind of Rambo, like the... Rambo, Rambo 1, Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's kind of like the Rocky movie. Or one through five, I guess, made sense, but then you just called it Rocky Balboa, yeah. and then Creed. I don't know if that makes sense either. But well, Creed wasn't kind of about him. I kind of like that title. But... It's still about. Yeah, I mean, it's it yeah, is. it is and it isn't. But it's a good movie, by the way. That would probably be. Oh, I gotta watch it. Yeah, yeah, Creed's good. Creed. Uh, All right, that? let's do our crossover list. And what is what? that, Alex? The best scenes, the best campfire scenes in movies. <laughs> Man, you guys are really not keeping me in check here. I <laughs> <laughs> just throw out the first thing. Well, you always like sneak them in, like right as we're like in weird times where we're like, or after we're done recording, and we're just like, eh, we'll think about it later, and then and before we know it, the week's over and we're stuck with it. So, hey, to his credit, at least he's trying. You, you and I haven't come up with anything. This is true, so no, I mean, that's the other problem. So yes. <laughs> Uh. So, <laughs> my number five is actually from Rambo Three. That scene where uh, he does uh, he builds himself a little fire and he's recovering because he has a piece of shrapnel stuck to one of his sides and stuff in a non-vital area. But he puts some gunpowder in there and then he lights that on fire to cauterize the whole wound, like through and through. Is it is it three when he just digs his fucking fingers into the wound and pulls out the metal? Yeah, that's the one. God, there's no yeah, way a human a, being can oh. do that. No. But Rambo could. <laughs> no, not even Rambo. <laughs> it was one of those things that he ate that a belly coat wouldn't. Uh, okay. And he's like, oh, I'm going to dig it out. Yeah. No, there's <laughs> like uh, the size of a hole that the shrapnel would make. There's no way it was big enough for him to dig his fucking fingers in there. Just no. And then the sparks that he like lights up go f- from the back and the front. It was insane. It was a good effect. I love I love that scene, <laughs> but yeah, number five, Rambo three. All right, Scott. All right, my number five is from the movie Paul, uh, the uh, yeah, underrated uh, one of my favorite comedies to come out over the last few years, or I don't know how long it's been, five, but uh, yeah, in the campfire scene where they just pull over the side of the road and make a campfire, which turns out that they didn't actually go into the woods. They're like. And a bridge underpass, <laughs> as they find out the next day. Uh, but um, yeah, they, they all go down there. Uh, Kristen Wiig um, smokes pot for the first time, and she flips out. Uh, everybody else talks, and they have the, the bonding moment. And uh, <laughs> they asked Nick Frost like the last time he had sex, and they asked about some um, girl he met at a con that was uh, super hairy, and <laughs> he said it was furry, furry nice. <laughs> so yeah, campfire scene, Paul. Never I gotta watch that again. 
Okay. Uh, mine is kind of a cheat. I mean, it's this definitely a campfire, but it's kind of the whole montage uh, from Batman Begins, the training uh, sequence when he's with Raj Lagul, or I guess it's not. You don't know it's Raj Lagul yet, but Spoilers. when uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Whenever he falls in the water and so he's freezing and he's like rubbing his arms and he's like warm your chest and he's he, but he's giving him the breakdown of like why his father was killed he was weak and everything but it's it's a montage of him training and him getting better and stuff like that so um yeah Rajakul Bruce Wayne I guess it's not, he's not Batman yet so there you go That's training yeah um I didn't think about that one all right. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is the campfire where everybody gather around to hear the story of Machete Phil in Club <laughs> Dread. <laughs> That's my number four as well. Oh, man. That was awesome. <laughs> and that man was me, and he's got a sack tucked back. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other dude's like, damn it, why could have stole his thunder because he also had his sack tucked back to do the big reveal. Uh, gold. And it turns out there was a real machete fill. Mm, spoilers. It was just his sack? What? We said his sack was tucked back, but it was more than just his sack. Well, it, was just... <laughs> it was whatever. He was good by horsing it. And yes. He was. Both he was good by horsing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's my number four. Yeah. When, you, when you said... This title, that was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, all right, Scott. Number four is Dumb and Dumber. When uh, Harry and Lloyd are freezing to death. He had the second pair of gloves and didn't say anything. And he starts fucking choking him. <laughs> He's like, you got two pairs of gloves this whole time? It's like, yeah, well, it is the Rockies. It's <laughs> uh, uh, cool. Then he starts, he starts choking Jim Carrey, and he's like, Harry, your hands are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, just the look on uh, on uh, Jeff Daniels' face to like before that, where he's like ready to cry. <laughs> he looks so miserable. It's uh, good. So yeah, my number four, Dumb and Dumber. All right. Nice. Uh, my number four, Alex already said, same thing, Club Dread. So, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three, this one always pops up in my head as one of the uh, better moments in a video game from way back in the day, the SNES era, era for Chrono Trigger. Era. I know Scott will probably remember this. The gang goes to uh, camps out in the forest and they talk about you know, who the big overarching villain is that has to, um, that's trying to guide them, or it, they're talking very existentially about, is there somebody that's guiding all these things to happen? But during the middle of the night, one of the characters actually goes off and has a chance to go back in time and save a family member from a crippling injury. And you play through that whole thing, and if you're not paying attention, you can kind of, uh, flub it so that history doesn't change. Or you can uh, you can change it too, which is another nice little touch, time travel touch that this game has. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that that was cool. Um, and yeah, you actually spell out her name with the controller, which is yeah, pretty cool. But the uh, no, I, I actually 
this was actually the first thing I thought about when I was thinking about campfire stuff. Um, this and Final Fantasy VII, but uh, I, I wanted to keep it to movies. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that is a, a great scene in video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of video games, remember every time you passed a level on Commando, the video game, he'd be at a campfire smoking a cigarette or drinking a beer or whatever. <laughs> nope, yeah, because I never got past the first level. What? <laughs> I was terrible at that game when I was a kid. That, there was, was there were only two types of Nintendo games: the ones where you got past the first level and the ones you didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, a la like Karate Kid Two, <laughs> when you're in the fucking Mega hurricane, Man. and you have to like punch debris from hitting you in the face. Impossible. <laughs> I never played that game. Hey, you guys mentioned the Rambo video game before, right? That was the worst game ever. Yeah, it was bad. It wasn't E.T. bad, but it is fucking bad. I don't know. I think I most of my ire goes to the Top Gun game. Oh, it's landing? <laughs> landing that it, God, it was stupid. And there was only like four stages. Like, they made it, they purposely made it so hard so that you never actually beat it. So you would never know that there actually was like no content there. <laughs> Pull up. Well, I guess it's my fault for not landing the plane correctly. They've given me the instructions. <laughs> anyway, I saw I saw somebody land the plane live once in my entire <laughs> life in Top Gun. Yeah, Dustin can beat. It. I've seen him do it. He knew the like what the bug was, so he just offset you account for it, and you can do it pretty easily, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, seven year old me didn't fucking have a clue. So yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> But Rambo, I think, was worse, man. You remember that? Oh, I remember. We had no idea what to do with it. We'd bought it because it was a cool picture on the cover. <laughs> that, well, that was pretty much all games. <laughs> That's all the yeah. games. <laughs> it was a simpler time. Like uh, Legend of Zelda. Oh my God, it's gold. That's got to be good. <laughs> Luckily, it was. Yeah. Uh, so bad. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. Uh, Scott. Yeah, number yeah, three. Number three. My number mm-hmm. three. Uh, we talked about this was it, a couple weeks ago. Uh, three amigos. Ah, damn it! Uh, Honorable mentions. Good night, Ned. Good night, Ned. <laughs> and then the turtle, with the tortoise. Good night, Ned. <laughs> For no reason. And then they sing the stupid song, and yeah, it's and they clearly on a set, uh, Hollywood yeah. set. And, yeah, well, it was kind of like one of those fun scenes. Yeah, spaghetti westerns and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, no, it was intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, speaking of spaghetti westerns, I'm wondering if I missed something. Hmm. I don't remember any campfire scenes. I just remember when uh, he's tracking him and he and he keeps finding the leftover cigars in the in the fire pit and he starts smoking them and he knows he's getting close when it's still lit by the time he gets there. Old Tuco. Anyway, all right, my number three is Blazing Saddles, the uh. fart scene. <laughs> That's my number one. I say, you, would you like some bees, Mr. Taggart? <laughs> that's your number one? That's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Blazing Saddles, Farts. Scott can talk about it more when we get to his. But, yeah, I mean, as a kid, I mean, I don't think I saw this too young, but I was still, okay, whatever, I'm old enough to now still love Farts, but it was even better the first as, time I saw it. Yeah, as a kid, there was, like, scientifically, nothing could be funnier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And as an adult, it's it's, yeah, it's, still, it's pretty up there. Yeah. It's a I had my niece and nephew pull my finger today. It was hilarious. 
my boys are starting to they, they laugh at every fart. Well, they just <laughs> fart, and then they wait for me or my wife to just go, Luca, was that you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Luca, was that <laughs> was that a stinky one or a not stinky one? Oh, it's stinky. <laughs> they hear me go, oh, you're right, because it would hit us like, a couple moments after. Jeebus age. What, what have we been feeding you, boy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> No, Charlotte, like, now sometimes she goes, I just want to pull your finger, and I'm, I'm not ready for it. I'm like, if nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Funky Jeff's strange anymore. He's going to pop a blood vessel. <laughs> oh, shirt. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Jeff shit his pants. <laughs> and then the kids will be like, it's cool. We do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Scott, or Alex, number two. My number two is uh, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, but the scene always I always remember the scene the campfire scene uh, from the movie Lean on Me. Stand by me. Stand by me. <laughs> two totally, <laughs> totally, absolutely. Yes, you could not. Yeah. <laughs> Which what is Lean on Me? I don't know what that. I think that I think Lean on Me was about the uh, the teacher. Yeah, the teacher and the racially charged. And yeah. School. You know, there's no campfire in that one. But to be fair, no, there's it's based so. off of two different songs, isn't it? Yeah, from like from yeah. those from the that is true. Oldies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, stand by me. That one. And oh. the one question that has always haunted me is like, well, we know like Mickey's a mouse and Donald a duck, but what the hell is Goofy? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. This is my number one, Alex. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, yeah. it's it's my number two. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See, it resonates. It is just, you know, young kids talking about – like they even said like Richard Dreyfus like narrates, you know, talking about stuff that we cared about back then before girls and before, you know, life gets in the way and stuff. And just, yeah, what yeah. the hell is Goofy? <laughs> I'm Richard Dreyfus. I was in Jaws. <laughs> All right. Then I guess that just leaves my number one. Well, just one. Uh, well, no, well, you my wanna... number two. Yeah. Or Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, my number two is, and this is kind of cheating like I did with Batman, but I'm still doing it. The very, very, very beginning of Jaws. They're all sitting around the campfire, and when Chrissy makes eye contact with the other guy, I don't know, and then she goes for a night swim, and Ah, bad stuff happens. (laughs) Alcohol and night swimming. Perfect combination. (laughs) And and murderous sharks out in the water. But, (laughs) I mean, that opening of the movie might I don't know Spielberg's a master at it. I was like that and like Indiana Jones or Raiders of the Lost Ark might be two of the two best openings of all time but it starts out around the campfire at the beach so I had to include it um, yeah because like I mean now it's you can't even you know it's, it's Jaws it's a shark but imagine the I mean even the first time you went to see it I'm sure you knew it was about a shark but just the way it starts out which is oh, young teenagers having fun at the beach and then she's taking off her clothes sweet and then, and then not too not too sweet whoa, minutes later. This movie took a turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jaws, beginning of Jaws, number two for me. Nice. So yeah, you're number one. Uh, just well, number well, one. Sorry, one real quick note about oh. the uh, Stand By Me campfire scene was mm. the whole Barfarama oh, yeah, flashback right. story. Oh, which, is which, that when they tell that story? Yeah, which is which is what I remember most about it. The <laughs> And then just everybody vomiting. So, which, again, as a kid, was rad. 
So, so gross. Yeah, Barfarama. And that's uh, Huil Wheaton, right? Huil Wheaton, yes. Huil Wheaton. That's Will Wheaton, Corey Feldman, and River Phoenix. It is, is it and Jerry or Terry O'Connell? Jerry O'Connell. Oh, Jerry O'Connell, yeah. Is it Sherry or Terry? It's Jerry. <laughs> it's Jerry. So. Oh. And Richard Dreyfus. I love that movie. We got to do that one of these days. Yeah. yeah. Watching Stranger yeah, Things made me want. There's a scene where they're walking on the train tracks. I was like, oh, God, it's stand by me. Kiefer Sutherland. So good. Mm-hmm. Old, good old Keith. That's right, Kiefer Sutherland. All right. Um, yeah, Alex, number one. My number one Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> With the dumbass <laughs> hobbits, we're cooking up food after Aragorn says, don't start any fires. Crisp- Put it out, you fools. Put it out, you fools. <laughs> crispy bacon. <laughs> Tomatoes and nice crispy bacon. What are you doing? Fucking morons. <laughs> Hobbits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's amazing that like, any of them are still alive. Like, honestly, yeah. they, they, they kind of mentioned it that, like, in the more so in the books about how the rangers, like, patrol their, their lands and stuff. Hunted them. <laughs> yeah, they hunted them. If it wasn't for, like, people they had no idea about, like, actually protecting their lands, they would have been fucked. Really? I don't, I don't yeah. remember that from really, the book. Is that from the Similarian yeah, right. or something? Well, no, they did, they just kind of hint that, like, oh, the rangers are out there, like, protecting them from shit getting into the Shire. Huh. Um, and then humans yeah, don't much. even, like, for whatever reason, don't know or care. And really, if they don't come back at the end of Return of the King as badasses, the Shire also would have been fucked because they had no idea how to defend themselves. <laughs> oh yeah, and the book yeah, of Shire but... is fucked when they come back. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, be back. Yeah, and and they they're lucky they make they they grow good weed because that's why Gandalf keeps coming back. <laughs> His yeah. love with the long bottom leaf. That's a good one. Uh, I was thinking trying to think of a Game of Thrones one, and I couldn't think of one. There was there's some small ones, but like when Tyrion and Jon Snow. Yeah, Tyrion's telling Jon Snow when he's going to the Night's Watch for the first time, like, you're with a bunch of rapists and thieves now. And kind of the only one telling him the truth. Like, there's not this great honor that everyone's telling you about. But that didn't want to make my list. So, good one. All right. Is that, are we done? So, that was your number one. We already have Blazing Saddles Uh, for you, Scott. Is there anything you wanted to add? um, Just that we probably mentioned (laughs) the farts are funny. The farts are super funny, but. At the time, that that scene was like highly controversial. Oh yeah, like can, I, I can't even fathom that. Like now, it's nothing. That's that's a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, it's Nutty Professor. Yeah, like there's there's a fart joke in Lord of the Rings. Like there's, uh... oh, and Phantom Menace. Is there one in Phantom Menace? Oh yeah, P. Yusa. Uh, oh, that's right. The Panther. Jesus H. <laughs> I reminded you of that shitty movie. And she was shit uh, but uh, yeah, back then that was a that was a big deal. That uh, <laughs> it was a simpler. It was thing. too much. Yeah, it was too much for people to handle. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that was my number one. And then my honorable mention: uh, uh, the video game dome, uh, Final Fantasy VII. When you go to Cosmo Canyon and you sit around the bonfire and chat everybody up about like what their goals are. It's good scene. Ugh. Can't wait till that remake, man. It looks good. In twenty twenty four, yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Mm-hmm. I you should have a when PS4 the, by when then? the PlayStation <laughs> when the PlayStation six is out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what this is, but is that what's more likely to happen, that or Half Life Three? Oh that's 
So they wrote that they've already showed footage of that. It's in the works. Okay. So it could it could very well get canceled. So yeah, I'm gonna say that. But Half Life hey. Three is never happening. They said that about Chinese democracy or whatever that Guns N' Roses <laughs> album was, and that finally came out. And look how good that thing was. <laughs> yeah, it lived up to the hype. All right, my number one we already mentioned was Stand By Me. Um, the honorable mention you already mentioned was Three Amigos. The other one, because I actually rewatched this for the first time, was Pirates of the Caribbean when they're when he and um, Hottie make British pants for dancing <laughs> around the fire. Kieran Knightley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun singing the song, and she's kind of tricking him, and he wakes up in the morning. But why is rum gone? I think maybe just for that line. <laughs> <that's why I like> <laughs> and she's ridiculously hot in that movie. And I looked it up. She's like 17 or 18. I was like, oh, God. Bad. Pervert. Oh, 17. Ugh, 18. And the second yeah. one? No, the first one. The first one? She had to be older than that. I looked. I tried to do the math, but I was also drunk. <laughs> why is rum gone? Yeah, why is beer yeah. gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, good list, everybody or us team. Yay, team! Yay, team. Yay, us. So, do we, we have any feedback team. or anything, Alex? Yes, we do. Only right. one because I think this list was a bit too tough <laughs> for people. But uh, our <laughs> longtime listener, Old Joe, gave us a list. Okay. Uh, he said, to answer who drew first blood, it was clearly the maggots at the airport spitting and calling John a baby killer. <laughs> True. So, I agree with that. They they baby first blood. Remember that and guy I, calls Forrest Gump a baby killer in Forrest Gump? Oh, yes. that's right. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. He's, yeah. He ruined the guy's Black Panther party. Right, Scott? <laughs> oh, dude. He, those haymakers that he throws. <laughs> Have we done Forrest Gump? Because I'm going to say my number one for that list is those haymakers. Yeah, probably. Okay. Or just what of a bitch Ginny is. Ugh. <laughs> number seven. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Old Joe gives this movie a six also. He's on team Alex Scott. And okay. then for his, his campfire scenes are the scene in The Grey where Liam Neeson tells the story. Is that movie right. any good? I haven't seen it. I heard. I liked it. I don't remember. I don't remember too much, but I did like it when I watched it. I've heard. It's, okay. I've heard it's worth watching, but it's not. It's not the nonstop action fest that Taken is supposed to be. But yeah, people no, were expecting because I was like this, this first follow up after that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, the farting scene from Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Uh, number three, the trolls' campfire in The Hobbit. Okay. Wrong Lord of the Rings franchise, but all right. (laughs) It's one of the good parts of the movie. Anyways, uh, are you afraid of the dark opening scene? Have you guys seen that? I have not. Yes. I vaguely remember the the Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a TV show? I think so. I think that's what he's talking about. Uh, I didn't have cable. That was good. Anyways, uh, number one is Arnold's Fire in Predator. I'd say that counts. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I too shall allow it. Oh, right before he lets off his big battle cry. Yeah, yeah, that was so cool. Was it? Was it yeah, you, Jeff? Cool. That, that was saying uh, you'd read somewhere that it would have been cool if they cut the whole movie together so that there's just no dialogue, and the only time you hear anything from him is when he gets up that big yell. Yeah, it was. That, that would have been awesome. 
Yeah, just some some podcaster I listen to, and he goes, "I think a movie, would be, yeah, exactly." That would be cool. It Let's be. just recut the movie right now. But then you wouldn't have get to yeah. the chopper. Yeah. You wouldn't have the 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 badass lines to the yeah. Bullshit, Billy! You weren't afraid of no man. Well, yeah, they no could man. talk, just Earth not Arnold. Earth. Something's out there. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. What's the matter, Dylan? Pushing too many pencils? <laughs> See what you started, Bullshit. Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to quote Predator <laughs> There's all There's two or three night. men out there with the most. All right. Um, thanks. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the feedback. And by everybody, I mean Joe and uh, <laughs> Alex knows sports. I'm Alex and I know sports. Sports ball. So uh, baseball, yet again, is changing up their rules. This time, they got um, uh, whenever a batter hits the ball out into field, and now they have holes so that if the ball goes into them, all these other balls start shooting at him, a multi-ball, so he has to keep swinging, and he scores points every time he uh Alex, he Alex, hits, Alex, hits Alex. Yeah. You, you, you saw a simulation where they superimposed a bunch of footage over each other, so it looked like the pitcher was throwing a bunch of different balls at once. But it, but it was it just, was, but he still, they still only throw one ball at a time. There's only still one ball the at pitcher, a time. Are you sure? I'm, 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 I'm it looked pretty, pretty sure. Good. I'm pretty sure. So why, why that would be awesome? I'm pretty sure it's just the one ball. What's superimposed? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Multi-ball. Is that what he's referring to? That thing we saw when we were eating lunch the other day? I was doing Futurama, but that, uh, I forgot okay. about that Blurn, thing. Blurn's ball. I should have brought up. <laughs> well, Blurn's ball, there was like a tether on it. And <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, where's the ball in that springy thing? Yeah, my, that was my favorite joke about that. Is Fry's trying to explain to them like how baseball works, and they tell him that the rules are dumb, and then they show Blurns Ball. It's like it's basically the same thing. It's just ridiculous. It's all arbitrary. Yeah, but I still love baseball. Speaking of which, spring training yep. game started. All right, Alex. I think I think I asked this at this point last year, but we'll see. Okay. See you again. Uh-huh. Uh, Retention. Let's see. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, we'll start with an easy one. Um, there, how many spring training? Define a Bach. Yeah, define a Bach. <laughs> Nobody can do that. Uh, define, yeah, define a legal defense in basketball. Uh, no, okay. So, how many how many leagues are there in spring training? There's leagues. So, so I thought there so, was just a two. So, in, in major. Okay, wait, there you got you it go. right. You got it right. There's two. Luckily, he got it right. There's two. Oh. What are the names? Because I was like, what is it? Spring training for all of a sudden they bring in the, the, the triple A's, the guys from the minors, and their leagues count? All right, name the league, Smarty Pants. Um, the American League and the uh, Nash- I want to say National League. Technically, well. that's right. We did not specify. <laughs> what, you said spring training. Yeah, what, are, what are the two spring so, – yeah, Alex, you're absolutely right. We're talking about the regular season. Well, oh, what, are, what are the name of the two leagues in spring training? Uh, the NBA and the ABA. The, <laughs> the National Baseball Association. National Baseball Association. Association. And, the American. and the American Baseball okay. Association. Yeah. yeah, I'll buy that. There it is. All right. Tell him the right answer, Scott. Uh, <laughs> the the one league in Arizona is the Cactus League. Uh, 
the one in Florida is the Grapefruit League. Oh, that's right. I would have thought, like, orange or pineapple, but whatever. Yeah, grapefruit for some reason. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in spring training, all the teams either play in Arizona or Florida. Because baseball is like a whiskey sport. You don't play in the cold climate, so... They're thinking of the desert and in Florida, the weather will be good enough to play. Baseball's baseball. smart. It's the only one that finishes in the same calendar year. That is true, too. But come on. Play in the elements. Hurricanes do wonder to your fastball. <laughs> Bugs Bunny Screwball. Yeah. yeah. Right, it's time for Neam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right, so All right, Scott, take it away on Oscar Sunday. So yeah, this was the big night. Uh, spoilers, if for some reason you're going to catch up on it later, but I'm learning right now because I haven't. I don't know. All right, uh, so stop me if you if you've heard this before. Uh, but uh, best Meryl Streep won. She actually didn't. What a, Meryl Streep? What a pathetic loser! <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, so so yeah, so Jimmy Kimmel hosted the Oscars tonight. Uh, I got great choice. I recorded and fast forwarded through commercials and some of the actual awards being handed out and subsequent speeches. But uh, I stopped to watch all his stuff and it was was funny for the most part. Um, they did a, a a funny bit that went on a little bit too long and was a little awkward. Uh, but they they took a tour bus, like a Hollywood stars tour bus, and told everybody in the bus that oh we're gonna stop at this place. And you're gonna see a bunch of uh, like gowns and costumes that uh, that famous people have worn. And they're like, okay, and they actually lead them into the middle of the Oscars. <laughs> so a bunch of people were in the front row, and like like Denzel Washington got up and like married a couple people, and uh, pictures were taken. Jennifer Aniston gave somebody her sunglasses, <laughs> and it went on for a little while, but it was funny. Uh, but uh, anyway, the uh, so the 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 main winners, the big winners, the big categories, as it were, um, were for best picture, and was uh, Moonlight, which is a surprise to everybody because <laughs> Warren Beatty pulled a Steve Harvey, <laughs> said the wrong name, and he said La La Land, and the entire La La Land cast and producers and director Jesus. all got up on oh, stage, and then they realized the card. That Warren Beatty was holding did not, in fact, say <laughs> La La Land. It said Moonlight. <laughs> so everybody had to leave, and the other people got up. Oh, Holy shit! Was, oh, that movie that, that that'll live on in in Oscar legend. Yeah, Academy Award. So it wasn't movie. like it wasn't like when they called up Marissa Tomei and they just let her have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I cannot think of anything more awkward. So, I mean, it, it wasn't too bad because uh, Emma Stone won for Best Actress in that movie. Uh, Damien Chazelle won for Best Director for La La Land. Um, so it wasn't like they went away completely empty-handed. Uh, but yeah, just just to have the rug pulled out from under you like that is so terrible. <laughs> in like the, the highest setting possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, uh, so, okay, wait, hold on. Are these dumb, stupid, vain actors going to just wear their effing glasses 
to the shows. Is that why he didn't? How could he not read that right? They, was he being were, an asshole? I I don't. He just had like a senior moment. I don't know. Like he said that he thought he probably lost. I think bet. he he said he thought like he had the wrong card. Like he'd had uh, for some reason he had Emma Stone's card, which didn't make any sense. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. Well, we'll see what the fallout from this is. Uh, maybe they'll cancel the show next like, year. <laughs> he saw Moonlight. That can't be right. Yeah, maybe he just hates black people. It's La La Land. Well, it's like Travolta and the the Frozen chick. Like, God damn it, where are your goddamn glasses? I, he, that you know what I, Jeff. To be honest, I hadn't thought about him uh, not being able to see the prompter. I thought he just like went out there and decided to do his own thing, and then just had like well, and completely like his brain just shut down on him. And now well, a prompter or it's, it's on the con- yeah for Travolta or for, for Travolta. Um, this guy. Well, Warren oh, Beatty, yeah. I think just who knows what the fuck happened. He might have been wearing his glasses. I don't know. Um, I did see plenty of... I, I actually commented on it. Uh, Vince Vaughn's glasses. Holy shit. That guy must be blind in real life. Because his glasses were so thick. Look at Wilford Brimley up there. <laughs> At least he's wearing them and he didn't miss... Yeah. So so my, my, my point being, though, that, that some people do go up there with the, the glasses. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so those were the winners. Uh, my... Mahershala Ali won for Best Supporting Actor. Viola Davis for Supporting Actress. Um, and Omar's coming. Yeah, that guy. Uh, um, <laughs> that guy. Animated movie was Zootopia. Yeah, uh, that movie's surprisingly heavy. Well, I, you know, I, I didn't see most of the movies that were nominated for things, um, but I was a little surprised by that one because it, it was it was a good movie and it was well animated, but. I don't know. It didn't seem to stand out from the crowd, as it were. What, what was it up against? Uh, let's see. Well, Kubo and the Two Strings, for one. Yeah, that's oh, what I wanted shit. to win. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Kind of that crime. But I guess, I guess I, they don't like giving stuff to stop animal. Yeah, there was Moana. They, they don't like giving stuff to, to stop motion. I don't know. Uh, but it's the only one I really saw. Uh, that Casey Affleck won for Best Actor. Um. Wait, I, so I did see the first half of it. What world are we living in where Matt Damon is sitting behind Casey Affleck at the Oscars? Yeah, there it is. Well, I think they were. That's I think, up. I think they were all there for Manchester by the Sea. So they, I know. I understand. They ought to be in the same section. I understand, yeah. but that when would he have a bigger movie out than Matt? Damon? Well, he had to be. So one thing that had to happen was Matt Damon had to have an aisle seat. But yeah, that still doesn't okay. explain. Well, but he wasn't up for an award directly, so I think that's why. And there was a. You're taking this way too serious, Scott. I was just making a joke about how Cassie. No, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm trying loser. to, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this, Jeff. This matters to me. I know you. I know you are. This is freaking me out. Well, because later on, he's still getting him. Ba- he's getting him back for putting a sandwich on layaway. Yeah. Late, later on in the in the broadcast, uh, Matt Damon trips Jimmy Kimmel as he's coming down the aisle. So that's nice. why I had to be sitting in there. <laughs> he does. Yeah. It was it was hilarious. Uh, so so most of the time it's just it's kind of cute, not necessarily haha funny. That whole like fake rivalry between Kimmel and Matt Damon. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it really is pretty funny though. Like they had Matt Damon and Ben Affleck come out, and the announcer, like the actual announcer for the show, said, "And now welcome Ben Affleck and guest." 
comes out there, uh, and there was this running gag in the in the show, or not the running show, but this running segment in the show where they had a few people talk about the actors that inspired them, and then those actors would come out with those older actors. So like Charlize Theron said that Shirley MacLaine was an inspiration. They both came out together, and then like Javier Bardem and uh, uh, Meryl Streep, and they came out together, and then and then they had Jimmy Kimmel do the same bit. Just talking about Matt Damon and We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> uh, it's was, it was pretty funny. But uh, anyway, that, so that was the Oscars. Um, I personally, besides the seating arrangements, uh, don't take the awards that seriously. I think the last time I actually genuinely got upset was back when uh, Fellowship of the Ring did not win <laughs> for Best Picture. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's still a, a super glorified wink fest, but I, but I still get into some of the pageantry. I do like uh, like a little montages. I do. Uh, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but uh, I I do look forward to the dead people, the dead people <laughs> celebrations they have. The, oh, gee, the, in memoriam. And th- <laughs> and this year it was rough because they just didn't have time for everybody, and there was a bunch of people that were yeah. not in there. Um, yeah. And even then, they still got to like they just throw the picture up for a second and move on to the next thing. Most people don't get a clip. Um, but like some of them, some people did, and it was, it was cool even if it was for a second. So like, like Kenny Baker was on there, and they, they, they showed him in R two D two get up and played the little beep beep sounds, and uh, it, it's it's sad. <laughs> the whole thing was sad. Uh, right. So I have to ask: this might be later on your news. Do they have Paxton on there? So he wasn't on there, but Jennifer Aniston introduced the memoriam, and she mentioned him. Like, okay. and she was kind of choked up about it. I don't know if she had like a personal relationship with him or not, but, uh, yeah, she, she mentioned him. Um, so that was kind of cool of her, or whoever prepped the show to throw him in at the last second. Uh, but yeah, they, they probably didn't have time to recut him into the, yeah. Um, and it was also kind of sad. They, there was a, this big Rolex commercial that played, there was a clip of, um, actors wearing Rolexes in different roles. Whether the, yeah. the Rolexes were CGI'd on afterwards, I don't know. But one of them was a Bill Paxson in the the submersible from Titanic. So, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, so that was kind of sad. Um, so yeah, I saw three of the was it seven, eight, nine, ten? I don't even know how many movies are nominated for Best Picture. I saw three of them, which is actually pretty good for me. Uh, I think I only saw two. I saw Arrival and Hell or High Water. I saw Arrival, Hell or High Water, and La La Land. I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> I saw Lego Batman, though. So the only thing I have to say about any of that is that Emma Stone really was great in La La Land. So deserved deserved win there. Uh, but that's about all I have to say about the awards. <laughs> Other than a little surprised by the animation thing. And my Oscar, and... My Oscar, pill, my Oscar uh, pool took a dump. You're right in high. I was one for the very first award was for La La Land. The very first award was for uh, supporting actor, and I had picked uh, Mahershala Ali. So I'm like, yes, I'm I'm primed to win. All that money's gonna be mine. Nope, <laughs> it just got worse as time went on. Who won Best Actor? Uh, best Actor was uh, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck, yeah. Okay. Affleck. Uh, the best part about La La Land was that chick with the huge rack sit next to Ryan Gosling at the <laughs> awards. Ryan Gosling? That was uh, his sister. Wow. Genetics in that family, apparently. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have beautiful babies. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, gross. I meant, 
I meant when they marry separate people. But they're only only paying for one wedding. <laughs> All right, and yeah, let's talk. Uh, Bill Paxton passed away today or yesterday. Um, Ugh, rough. We obviously love his movies. We've talked about Aliens, and I don't know if we talked about The Abyss, but Abyss, Terminator, Commando. Even though he's got very small lines in them, <laughs> but perhaps his most memorable <laughs> moment. <laughs> Yeah, we true lies. Yeah. We lost him, sir. Yeah, true lies. <laughs> I got a little dick. It's pathetic. Yeah, yeah like all the James Cameron stuff, pretty much. He's yeah, in. It's, it's weird because uh, I I saw him just recently on uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield. That was only like two or three years <laughs> ago. And he seemed yeah. you know like hale and healthy in that. Yeah. So I guess what happens with heart surgery, though, you can never know. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, I mean, I wasn't there, but last year's Comic Con they had an Alien reunion, and I watched it on YouTube, and it was Cameron, uh, Sigourney Weaver, him. All they were all there, and yeah, he seemed totally fine. So, is that what it was? Heart surgery? I know it's complications, so, but so, I didn't so he know did, what. It... He did the heart surgery, and then there was complications afterward. Okay. He stroked out. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a better way to say that. He died of a stroke. There you go. A stroke. So uh, he will be missed. Yep. Damn. What say the say yeah. the say the milk line, Alex? The which what milk from, line? From uh, True Lies. Milk line. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Oh, and a pair of titties make you want to get on your knees and beg for buttermilk. <laughs> then, which is weird, after the line afterwards says she's got an ass like a ten-year-old boy. Like, oh, <laughs> come on, Paxton. Yeah, that little mustache he's got. <laughs> yeah, and my favorite line is, "Why don't you put her in charge?" <laughs> <laughs> to me, his best role is Aliens. Yeah. Hudson. Hudson, the best ever. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's that's it for my news. Uh, just a lot of the Oscar stuff. Uh, did you, mm-hmm. did uh, besides the the sad Bill Paxton? Um, anybody else? Uh, Jeff, do you have any news? Nope. Alex. Uh, no. Good. So yeah, next week we'll be talking about Ocean's Eleven, and to clarify, the Brad Pitt George Clooney version, <laughs> Matt Damon, not the Rat Pack version. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.